Hey guys, before we get into the episode, it blows my mind that we're launching another podcast. And this time, I actually want to feature you guys as a guest. Now, if you're a six-figure entrepreneur who has your own podcast and you listen to the show, I actually want to interview you on our brand new podcast, which is called Six Figure Podcast Rebels. You just need to go to www.top100interview.com and you can apply to get featured. All right, guys, back to the show. Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and thought, wow, I really thought I'd be further ahead by now? If so, you are not alone. I've spent the last two years traveling the globe looking for the answers. The problem is, it's fear of failure that was holding me and so many of you back. I realized that no one was telling the real story of entrepreneurship. So I flew to the US, decided to face my fear and go all out to build my million dollar business completely from scratch. But the real question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our online tribe and share the internet's top marketing secrets. My name is Jamie Atkinson, and this is the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Atkinson, the Podcast Junkie. And man, I have got an amazing guest lined up for you guys today. My guest today is the creator of CF Design School. She's a certified partner at ClickFunnels, and she's the CEO of Automate Academy. And her motto in life is basically to help you guys design pretty funnels, but not that just look pretty, but also actually make you a ton of money at the same time. Please welcome my guest today, Catherine Jones. What's going on, Catherine? Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me i'm so happy man i'm so excited because you know before before we kicked off this interview we've basically just been having a chat for 20 minutes and learning about <laughs> each other's story and just connecting and i can kind of tell that we're going to be fast friends straight away anyway um, but i love everything that you've been putting out online i've got a bunch of people inside my community who are a part of your programs they absolutely rave about you and you know just from watching your introduction video to your funnel um, i can <laughs> tell straight away that i'm like yeah i'm really gonna like this person she's got character <laughs> she's got style but more importantly She's super real with people, so I love that. So what I would love to do is for everybody that's listening right now that doesn't know who you are, I would love for you to just give us a little bit of a background and, and tell us kind of how you got started in this whole uh, funnel game. Totally. Um, well, first of all, again, thank you so much for having me. Um, okay, bit of a background. So again, my name is Catherine Jones. Um, I'm from Denver, currently living in Utah, and I live and breathe all things. I believe them deeply, and um, it's actually really interesting. So I was going to school for film, and uh, kind of in the middle of my university university training, I took a break from school. I served a year and a half in my church and I went to Los Angeles and it was awesome and amazing. But I think one of the best things that came from it is I kind of saw the internet, or I kind of saw the film world, the good, the bad, the ugly, and I just became totally disenchanted with it. And so I came back at about a year left of school and I knew I did not want to do film. Uh, but all I knew, I came back from that mentor thinking, I, I, I think every, everybody has the opportunity to help people, but um, I think there are different opportunities available if you have money. So I just came back that I got to figure out how to not bore. That, that was like my thing. Like I got to figure out how to not bore. <laughs> I was like, film, it's just, I don't know. It just like wasn't the route for me. So I, uh, so I was like, I don't know, business. And honestly, like the most divine blessing came to me because I went to my university to go switch my major and, um, and they wouldn't let me switch because I had too many credit hours. And they were just like, girl, you've been here forever. Like just finish your major already and get out of here. And so again, the best thing that ever happened to me because I was like, well, I guess if I'm going to learn how to not be poor, that was literally 
literally my thing, like not be poor, then I guess I got to figure out on my own. And so um, I just started reading a ton of books like crazy. I kind of started in like the personal finance niche, which kind of led me to investment. And I didn't realize that, but I was getting integrated into these schools, uh, like email marketing campaigns and things like that. And I remember like people, they would, I'd be like ads on Facebook or like emails and be like, how are these people finding me? But like, now I'm like, oh, I'm so dumb. Like, like, I just, what's going on, right? I was like, this is crazy. I'm like, I'm reading their book right now. Like, this is crazy. Anyway, I just didn't understand. I was just, I was just a young pup, you know? Anyway, and so uh, I, I, I started reading their emails and they started selling me courses. So I'm buying courses. On, I mean, with money I don't have on credit cards, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, all on all the lowest payment plans for everything. I'm buying courses on copywriting and email marketing and how to build a site on WordPress and basics of an online course and things like this. And then finally, somebody sold me a course on essentially how to launch an online business. And it just like lit my soul on fire. I think I'd been looking for something again, like to not pour and have tech in the world. Uh, but I also was really fortunate to grow up really awesome family. I'm telling you, I have the parent in the world. And I you were just telling want... me you had like eight siblings, right? That's crazy. I know. I know. There's So there's eight total of us. And um, I'm telling you, my parents, like, I don't, they are just literally cool. Like they come into town and my friends will cancel their plans to hang out with my parents. Just great people. <laughs> so, so I always, I, I had this like deep, like aching pull inside of me to have significant impact on the world. Um, but I also really, really, really have a great desire to be a really present mother and wife one day. And, um, and I didn't know how those coincided. I didn't know, I'd never seen it really work. And, um, and so when I discovered this world of online business, it was, and I'm sure there are other applications, but it was the first application that I thought, oh, wow, I could like really do this. Like if I built this business, right, I could be a dope mom, a really cool, awesome present mother <laughs> and change the world. I could really have significant impact on people all over the world. And, uh, and that was it for me. Like it was good night game over. I'm telling you, like, I just, I just, I was a webinar freak, a course junkie, reading like crazy. I could not get enough and I would make money to spend money to learn these things. And, and I think like, I mean, as all entrepreneurs, you know, you launch products that they're just crap, but you don't know they're crap. And, and then you yeah, learn and you read. the best thing ever, right? Like. Yeah, exactly. And so anyway, along the way, I uh, discovered ClickFunnels and it, it was really interesting. I didn't realize it was a brand new software at the time when I discovered it. And, uh, but I didn't, I didn't realize, I just, I just found it. And interestingly enough, like at the time when I looked at the software, I, I was just kind of like, oh, okay. Like I didn't like wow me, but then I got Russell Brunson's .com secret book and it just like, it just, it helped me. It just made so much sense. And of all these, you know, tens and tens, tens of books that I was reading over the summer, like I finally had a way to organize it. And I was just like, I am all in. And so, um, I was kind of doing a side thing. I was working for a tech startup at the time. I go, I go to my boss. I'm like, we are jumping ship. I was like, I just learned about funnels. I was like, we are doing funnels. I'm like, I didn't even know what I was doing. And, uh, <laughs> anyway, but I just went all in, became a certified partner with ClickFunnels, which was amazing and such great training. I learned about competitive research and strategy and, and kind of the intricacies of the software itself. Uh, but interestingly, one thing that I was really lacking was teaching in how to design and specifically how to design for version. And so it kind of became, I, I knew instinctually, and I don't know if you've experienced this, like in my gut, I knew that in order to be perceived as credible, my stuff needed to look credible. I really, well, I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, but like if I land on a web page and it looks crap, like I won't even read the headline. Like I'll be gone in less than two seconds. So like there's, there's definitely that immediate, right. It's got to look good. Right. Okay. And honestly, that's amazing that you just said that you like literally nearly spouted out accurate statistics. So Google came out with a study in the last year, Stanford in the last year and a half. Um, but the study stated that people determine the credibility of your website in less than half of a second and over 90% of what they're judging is your design. So you could have like the most incredible copy in the world, the most incredible offer, the most incredible product or service. But if you cannot get people to stay on your page long enough to actually see what you're selling, you've lost the sales game entirely. 
entirely. And so I, I was starting to run into this pain point significantly with my clients and my own product services. I was like, I know my stuff is dope. Like I know my stuff is good. Like what is the deal? And, um, and I realized that if you could learn how to leverage design to increase sales versions, it would really, really change the game. So, um, but, but I kind of posed a problem for me because I have no idea how to code. I've never opened Photoshop in my life to this day. And I had never taken a graphic design course ever. And so it actually ended up being the best thing that ever happened to me because I needed to learn these skills quickly. And because I was kind of in this time crunch to get these results for my client, knowing that design was the issue. Again, I didn't have time to learn how to code. I didn't have time to learn, you know, the whole Adobe suite. Um, and so I, I it, because of this, it really helped me to realize one pretty significant uh, truth, which is design is not an art, it is science. Mm -hmm. I think we'll approach design as a really nebulous thing, really ambiguous, you know, you're either good at it or you're not. Um, but in reality, design, it's just a series of steps take and a series of decisions to make in a series of use. And if you can learn those steps, then you can then take any product, any service, design it so that it's optimized for conversions. Again, like I told you earlier today, but I'm like, who cares if you have something pretty, if it doesn't make you money? I think the marketer in me, that's how I feel. I know I'll, I have a ton of graphic designers who like hate me for saying that. <laughs> um, but like, I like a lot of people are like, oh, like CF Design School teaches you how to build extraordinary looking funnels. And I'm like, oh, well, that's just, that's just like, that's the tip of the iceberg. We teach you how to build extraordinary funnels that vert um, by using the science, the six step science of so-called design hacking. And so um, anyway, so it's just been this really amazing thing. And I think because I have such a unique background, non-background, I would say in design, I have, I don't have at all a background in design. Um, I've been able to really appeal and teach people who are less concerned about uh, becoming maybe a graphic designer and are more concerned about helping people to sell uh, their products and services online in a way that is really meaningful and available. And that's what we're able to do. Yeah, I feel like um, a lot of the graphic designers, they kind of put themselves almost up on a pedestal and like, it's art, right? It's just like, oh, it's interpretive. But like, ultimately, if it doesn't make you money, then you're going to have a problem. And and it's the oh, same with everything that we do. Because, you know, obviously, we run a podcasting company and a lot of the of designers that we've used in the past, you know, we came across challenges because they're like, nah, it's a great looking design. I'm like, nah, but people aren't clicking on it. And that is the only goal of this cover art. So like, I'm like, go throw in like a really bright red and green. And they like, hate me. They're like, no, we aren't going to put red and green together because like, but I'm like, well, here's this website that says actually that these colors work really great for grabbing attention. Like, and the, there's the science behind it. So I can't remember if it was those colors, but I sent it across and they were like, oh, I hate you. This looks horrible. I'm like, yeah, but does it grab attention? And it turned out we changed those things around and suddenly like the podcast started to get like a whole much, a whole lot more attention. Right. So it's funny because I've definitely experienced that. Is it, is it hard to find designers that you kind of work with within your team that can kind of share your vision on that? Well, not anymore because I have hundreds and hundreds of people who have been through my course <laughs> that are really good at it now. So now it's great. I have a whole pool of designers that I use all the time, but, um, but I think it's really interesting what you said and kind of this experience that you had. Um, I have people all the time that will come to me and will be like, Oh, well, your product is dumb. Like nobody needs your course because my ugly funnel converts like crazy. And I think it's really important to note that I, uh, identify as a marketer, not a designer. So in my opinion, my idea of good design, good design equals versions. That's it. Good design does not equal actually even aesthetically pretty. It, that's wrong. Good design equals money. That is the end all be all. So they're really, it's really interesting. And what we learned through this six step science hacking, there honestly are niches and products and services that sell better with what we perceive to be uglier design. And as a marketer, I like, I care about you, but you're an idiot if you don't go with the uglier design, if your objective is to make money. And so to these people, like, I mean, and I get it, that's like a pretty polarizing view, but to these people, I'm like, well, then that's great. I was like, don't touch anything. You have good design. If your stuff is selling you 
of good design. And so I have people all the time that come to me. Um, like, hey, can you redesign my funnel? Hey, can you make a funnel for me? Like, hey, my product, whatever. Like, can you increase my conversion? And the first question I ever ask them, like before they're like, hey, can you fix my design? The first thing I ever ask is, are are you um, are you happy with your level of version? Like that's the question I want to know. And if the answer is no, then yeah, we're going to use design as a mechanism to get you to where you want. But if the answer is yes, then don't touch it. Like it equals good <laughs> I'm actually happy with it. That don't, you know, if it ain't broke, yeah. don't fix it, right? Yeah, totally. Like a lot of people will be like, well, I don't like how it looks. And, I, and but I really like sales that comes through. And it's like, well, you gotta, I, I don't know. I come, I come at design from a, a marketing position, which again is pretty, the pretty unique approach uh, to almost everybody else in the funnel world. I mean, there are other funnel design courses and funnel design gurus, right? But I, their objective is not sales. Their objective is pretty. And, uh, and it can really, it doesn't, it doesn't ultimately serve their client to have pretty things. And so I do think that is one, that's been one of the most empowering things about leading this movement of design hackers out of CS Design School is not only our, because I would say the split about 40% are people who are already selling their own product services, 60% they learn the skill and sell clients. And it's just been so fun to see them make money selling the service and to see either them or their clients. Like just the other day, somebody redesigned on one of his clients opt-in funnels and took them from a 20% opt-in rate to an 80% opt-in rate just because of his redesign. Totally. And so, um, so yeah, it's just been like amazing to see that like significant lives are changed if you can actually just learn the correct way to design with his the step science I'm having. So I'm telling you people, it's just great stuff. <laughs> well, you can it's tell fun. you're really passionate about it. And, uh, and I can, I can kind of resonate from that with you because it sounds like you really help people with something that you're super passionate about. And what's the thing that you love doing yeah. the most in your work? Because you have a couple of different businesses, right? So what's the thing that you love doing more than anything else? Yeah. So, well, I actually have one business, but I have a few products inside of that business. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, my mistake. Uh, um, no, but no, that's totally fine. But honestly, I think the thing that's most exciting for me is um, like truly, and maybe this sounds like hokey or cheesy, but I genuinely love it, um, is watching people progress like inside of uh, CF Design School or whatever program I have. I, I've worked really hard. I think I'm a course, I'm a, I'm a full-fledged course. Like, I mean, you heard well, my story. You're on, I, like, you're on the entrepreneur junkie movement. So like, and we here love I junkie, am. Like, right? oh my gosh, I should like send you a screenshot of like my tab that has all my course. Like, <laughs> like I can't resist. I'm just so intrigued. And I think because of that, I've been able to go through some really extraordinary ones and some other ones that are less than. And um, what I was really determined with any product that I created was that people would make back the cost of whatever they paid me and pretty quickly. And so because of that, CF Design School is, is really gamified. People earn badges and fireworks go off inside of the course when they earn their badge and different swags awarded at different places and things. So we're actually having um, like a, it's called CF Design School. And what's the point of having a school if you can't have a graduation, specifically a graduation party? So actually in just about a month from now, July 11th, we're having like a full fledged and you can, it's a public event. So I'll send you an invite, but like a full fledged, like the coolest online event of the summer graduation. And we've just been putting it together and it is just so fun to watch these people's lives change. Like right before I was on with you, like literally this dude less than less like 10 months ago, he went, he went from zero to 10 K to now he's making over $10,000 a month with his business. And it's a side gig. He does it on Saturdays. Like that's it. Like it's just amazing. And his whole life and his family life has just like absolutely changed. And anyway, so again, like maybe really hokey and cheesy, but like it is genuinely the truth. Like what I love my, I love my humans and it is so fun to watch them. I think because the system is very formulaic, um, a, a ton of them have been able to just really achieve really great stuff. So it's been, it's just fun to watch them. Wow. Watch. I love that. I love that. And it sounds like you know? you're in this, mo <coughs> excuse me. It sounds like right now in this moment, you're at this point where you're having, you know, continued success and it's kind of rolling and rolling and rolling and, and doing very well. But I imagine it wasn't always 
that way. That'd be a good assumption. Oh, yeah. I mean, welcome to entrepreneurship, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So just put me on a timeline here. So from the part where you, you know, first started looking at these courses to where you are right now, how long, how long has that been? Um, So my soul kind of caught on fire about entrepreneurship 2014, summer 2014. Basically had no friends that summer. Literally only read books at courses. I'll write a song about it one day. Exactly. Yeah, I have no regrets. And um, uh, just kind like kind of struggle, not struggle. I mean, it's like a $500 sales here and there. You know what I mean? And it was just, it was just a decline. And I didn't really know what I was doing, but I was trying to think that I knew what I was doing. Um, started to kind of get a semblance of an idea. I actually launched a best-selling book on automation in 2016, which that was really off for credibility and like that. Um, and uh, and then I became a, cert- a ClickFunnels certified partner, which was kind of another big jump. Uh, but the struggle was still very real and I just heard how to really design. And so um, it's actually interesting to ask this question. So then I, I was just like a full-fledged agency, just designing people's funnels like crazy. And I think it is one of the most fun things to do. I'm telling you, if, like, if anybody out there is like, I want to start a business, but I don't know. Designing funnels for people is so freaking fun for so many reasons. One, you learn the skill set so that if you actually do have your own product or service one day, you can go out, you have the skill set to actually launch it and scale it. Um, but secondly, you just get to like peer into everybody's business. Like it's just like a free pass to just look at what everybody's doing. And so it was super insightful and it was really fun. But, and I mean, and it's awesome money. It's really easy money to make. And, uh, but about two years ago, or actually just a little bit more than a year and a half ago, um, I kind of, and, and I think this is one of the hardest things. I mean, yeah, sure. Entrepreneurship, everybody kind of struggles with their money, but I think because you're putting out things that are come, that come from your mind and soul, it's a very personal experience, very like experience. So about a year and a half ago, I kind of had this hum Jesus where uh, through a few experiences, it became very apparent to me that what I had built, though it was making me a lot of money, uh, not in line with why I had originally fallen into entrepreneurship. I had wanted to create this business platform that would allow me to have significant impact inside of home and out. And what I was building was still time for money. It was time for a lot of money, but it was still time for money. And um, and interestingly, like the the trickiest part, and we had talked about this earlier, kind of like the loneliness of it. Um, but the, I think the trickiest part for me in the realm of entrepreneurship is having to make uh, constant decisions about who I'm going to be. And so in that moment, when I realized that what I had built, though, was, though it was awesome, was not actually what I had said and asked God for help for me to build, um, I had to really look at myself and pivot and kind of transform what I had done. So that actually was kind of the basis for CF Design. So I thought, well, this model is, is, a, is a, fa- a fabulous model. I have hundreds of people doing this model, but it wasn't the model that I necessarily wanted. And I thought, well, I got to pivot. And so I thought, well, why do most people come to me? Because I can build funnels like and my method is design. And that's kind of born CF Design. Well, but uh, I think like having to really look at myself and am I going to stay true to who it was that I asked God for me to be who I feel inspired to be um, and it just requires a lot of self and I think I, I experienced another thing too like CF Design School launched just about a year ago actually oh my gosh a year ago today no happy, way happy anniversary or maybe tomorrow whatever today or tomorrow happy yeah, anniversary cool. but um, but even a few months out it, it was just interesting I I, I uh, when you do kind of the freelance model you can just you can just hide behind your computer one business at a time you don't really have to be seen and uh, it was a huge deal for me to, to choose to let the world see me so much so that I literally got an ulcer because I was so stressed about it I was just stressed right. that the world would I don't know that I maybe I, I couldn't I couldn't actually be what I thought I wanted to be or couldn't actually lead these people the way I wanted to lead these people and so um the biggest like woes of entrepreneurship for me have been 
been less financial and way more um, having to decide and be really resolute about who it was I was going to come because I knew that would have an impact on who I was leading and all this life. I was. Well, I mean, I just want to say really quickly that you seem very comfortable in your skin now and I can tell that your personality comes through, but it's definitely one of the biggest challenges that a lot of people have is, is to step out from where they're not hiding, but I guess in a way, you know, like not totally. putting themselves out there to fulfill, you know, this great vision of what they could become, you know, and just sticking with the easy path rather than maybe the one that's a little bit more difficult. So what was that like, that process of putting yourself out there first time? And, and I, I want to ask you that because there'll be people in our audience right now who are a little bit maybe scared to make that jump and who yeah. don't feel super comfortable and maybe see people like us who are on camera or on video or um, audio who sound like we're very comfortable in our skin. But but I know I wasn't always that way and, and it sounds like either. So what, yeah. what, what, what was that process like for you? Um, well, I will also say, uh, I think one of the, one of the, I mean, just to be transparent and open, I think one of the best things that I've learned to be comfortable with is to continually define who I am and to not be afraid if that needs to change or if I need to shed some old skin or grow up, you know, and do different things. But um, really interestingly, I, uh, this whole thing came to a head. So I, it was, um, I just launched student design school and I had actually kind of taken, uh, a, I don't know if a break from the online world is what you'd say, but um, I stopped taking clients just so I could really focus on building this. So um, I just launched student design school and, you know, which, uh, and again, in hindsight, I probably wouldn't do that again, but when you're out of the game, you kind of lose your confidence a little bit. So I launched Chef Design School, and I think at the time I'd made like seven grand, like not a ton. And it had only been out for like one, two, three weeks, I can't remember. And um, I got approached by, there was a woman that I just absolutely adored. And somehow we connected on Facebook, and she was the first woman that I had ever met that, uh, or had ever seen that even somewhat resembled the life that I wanted. She was an internet marketer, had a full-fledged business, had sold a business. She was a mother, she was wife, she was really religious, really spiritual. I know who this is. Do you? It's Katie Richardson. I don't know if you know Katie Richardson. <laughs> I was speaking I, to her the other day. Yeah, I, I sent oh. her a video to reach out to her because I really vibed with the, what she puts out. Oh, she is queen. Talk about that lady for days. Anyway, so we reach out to her. I reach out to her and um, kind of, anyway, so we end up getting on the phone, which at that point I was just like, she knows I exist. Oh my gosh, this is like amazing. And we have this conversation and I knew I couldn't afford her as a coach. And I had told her that before we got on the phone and she had been following me for a while. I'd been following her. And uh, she said, let's see if we come to some sort of an arrangement and um, she was really gracious in offering me a payment plan which I don't think she does for hardly anybody but even that payment plan for me was like significant like very scary um, at that particular point and I just like was like all right like I don't know I don't know if you know like something in your soul you're like I, there's a this is a woman that teach me things that I need to know so I pay her this huge sum of money in my mind and um, and what's really interesting is I, I did that and then we had our like first official phone call scheduled for a week later and I got off the phone call and it's huge list everything that I was going to do uh, to impress her I wanted to impress her so I was like I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do this I'm gonna have all these things set up and I'm just I'm just gonna work you know 18 20 hour days and just figure this out so when she sees me next Wednesday I'm gonna be ready you know and interestingly less than 24 hours later I got an ulcer and ended up in the hospital and it really took me out oh, for no. basically the remainder of the week which again I look back such a divine such a divine intervention because uh, I couldn't work and when that phone call came a week later I couldn't hide behind my work I couldn't hide behind my successes I couldn't hide behind those things and I just had to show up as myself and um, it was one of I think the most eye-opening conversations for me to realize that I um, I was afraid of being who I was because of what I thought other people would think about me that my sass would make uncomfortable or my lack of success would make people uncool and um, it working with her just really helped me get clear on who I was and um, and like if somebody were saying to me like who are you Catherine I could be like I'm Catherine Jones like I'm brave I'm always learning I'm a light to the world that's me and 
I don't that, like that's just it. And even just having that clarity has helped me in so many different situations. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, just like, cra- you know, crazy stuff happens in business. It's like even like a week ago, like some random foreign site, like pirated my stuff and was selling it on some weird market. Right. And so I think if that would happen to me a year ago, I'd have been like, the world is over. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and now I just look at it. And before I, before I make any decision, I filter it through, well, who am I? I am brave. I'm always learning and I'm a light of the world. So how is that going to determine how I approach it? Or, you know what I mean? Somebody comes at me with a hate comment. Great. I'm brave. I'm always learning. I'm a light to the world. Or something really great happened. How am I going to react to this? What's this going to happen? And, and I think just choosing to get really comfortable with who I was has helped me not only in how I portray myself, but in how I approach even really random niche situations. And if I filter everything through this lens of who is it that I am and who is it that I want to be, then uh, the decisions to move forward, especially in growing my business, get a lot more clear. Wow. That's awesome. That's such a, a huge revelation. And uh, and it really feels like that you've got that like nailed and you're moving towards it. So can you tell us a little bit about your vision of where you want to go to? Because I know that you've got that kind of understanding of who you are. So I really want to hear about the big yeah. picture and where's Catherine Jones going? That is such a good question. You know, what's really interesting is um, I think that I, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but like shiny object syndrome. I am so that person because I love to learn all things. Like some, like I, like sometimes I have anxiety, like genuinely I've had to work through this because I've realized that I can't read every book world. Like I just love it, you know, and that I have to be selective about what I do. And um, anyway, so I think there are a lot of things that I want to do with my life. And um, I recognize that so many of the opportunities that I've been given have been from God. And I think there are a lot of things that, uh, well, I, I, I just hope that with him, I, I, I would be able to doing whatever he has to do. And when I look at that, and I look at my life now, even to a year ago to three years ago, it looks significantly different just because you get smarter and just more chill with yourself. And so I don't, I don't know if I could tell you, I mean, I could tell you like what I want to do in this exact moment, but like, end all be all life, Catherine Jones, I think it'd be probably a little bit short-sighted of me and be like, this is what I'm going to build. Um, but I think one of the, one of the similar traits that I've, I've been able to identify in all these things, that common theme in being a successful business owner, the common theme in being a successful coach, the common theme in being a, a, a light to the world, a common theme in being the mother I want to be in serving in my church. And you know what I mean? All these things is having a, a tribe and having a tribe of people who are also striving to be um, brave and always learning like world. And, uh, and in looking at people who really do have significant impact around the world and in history, it's really interesting. I think that money gives you a lot of impact. I really think that it does. Um, but I think uh, more than that, influence does. I think influence helps you to win the game of impact significantly more than the money in your bank account. So, um, I mean, I look at like, you know, like as a simple example, I mean, you look at like Ellen DeGeneres and if she was like, hey, I need like a hundred people in New York City tonight to help the Syrian refugees, a hundred people would show up because Ellen DeGeneres asked, you know? And so I think whatever the fight might be, whatever the cause be to improve the betterment of, you know, mankind or even just family next door, I think the common theme is having a having a tribe and being a part of and a leader of a movement of like-minded people. So whether I'm teaching funnel design or automation or whatever the case may be, um, that is the end all objective to create a, a, a tribe of people who are genuinely seeking to have. Wow, I love that a lot. And what's the, what's the biggest, what would you say is the biggest um, step that you took to be able to get that clarity to create this? Was it the, the co-conversation you had with Katie that really helped you the most? Um, that is such a good question. If I'm being, uh, get that clarity. I think it's a, I think it's a stretching thing to try and, uh, I think it's a stretching thing to actually declare who you want. And in my particular experience, uh, it required a lot of grace from God to give me the capacity to even dream that big, genuine. Mm-hmm. And think that, you know, random girl, family of eight could actually have impact. And so 
I think there were a few critical moments in my life that really attributed to this level of clarity. Um, but if I'm being honest, I think rather than significant moments, you know, like the, the conversation with was significant, the, the writing of a book was significant, the, what are all these different, you know what I mean? I could tell you a million things that were significant, but I think the thing that has uh, been most impactful has been the culmination of, uh, like to be really honest, the culmination of instant prayer. The prayer being helped me, helped me to change to be the better version of and to try not be prideful and letting go of things that are maybe easier or more cool from and so less yeah so I think less than this like ah, you know light bulb moment it's uh getting on my knees every day yeah I love that and it's and it's that willingness to want to move towards that to kind of have that vision right it's like I'm gonna try and be this best person to me I can every single day and you're obviously doing a great job because there's a bunch of people in your tribe who adore you you know I know because they're in my tribe and they adore me no I'm just kidding <laughs> but like they're, they're in my tribe and they rave about you, you know and when I told them that I was going to be interviewing on the show a bunch of got really excited so it's really testament to what you're doing and you should definitely be very proud of what you're out there and what you've so far and you know i'm just excited to see all the stuff that's going to coming up future as well so oh, I a... there's just some fun stuff coming down the pipeline i'm telling you yeah i'm really excited yeah. i love that so much so i've got a, a kind of an interesting question for you because you're obviously killing it in the online space you've, you've accomplished so much already and i just know where it's going in the future is going to be better but right now where you're at what's one of the big challenges that you're facing in business oh there's such a great question I know immediately the answer. Um, it is uh, it is scaling. And scaling is a really broad term, but let me be a little bit more specific in that. Um, I think as entrepreneurs and especially as creatives, um, which I think most entrepreneurs, uh, uh, you know, a mentionable portion of entrepreneurs are, I think that it can um, it can be tricky to not let your hand touch everything. Does that make sense? Yeah. And uh, and so as I'm growing this business, uh, it, it's been a really interesting process to kind of have to shift. And again, this all comes back to who am I? Um, and my insecurities and things I'm working through but like it's been an interesting shift to have to adjust um to uh like who am I serving you know is it like am I serving the people which means that maybe I don't touch maybe I'm not the touch point for every single thing in my business and we let things we 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 push stuff out at 95% instead of 110 you know just because it will serve our people better and so um and so kind of learning how to because right now I have um a, in the realm of like kind of full-time contractors um around like five six seven people and so learning how to manage that team help them give them full reins to go while still staying aligned with the the vision it's been a really stretching and fun and so exhilarating process of, of learning how to scale that but um yeah i mean i i totally recognize i am anything's not working in my business i'm the bottleneck always the bottleneck and so trying to figure out how to get out of people's way while still um kind of training them and and getting us lately aligned has been maybe not the word challenge but it has been a great opportunity for sure <laughs> and, uh, we're getting better and better at it all the time but um um, but yeah, it is, it's been a really interesting, interesting process to learn where to recognize your weaknesses are and to kind of look at those again. So that, that's where I would say the greatest training ground right now for Catherine Jones and Automated Academy. Wow, amazing. And just before we sign off the episode, because um, I really think this is going to be useful for who are listening to the show, what would be your number one piece of advice to anybody right now who's listening to your story and feels like, you know, I'm, I'm getting started and I feel like I'm facing a lot of these kind of struggles. What would be your advice? Um, figure out who you are. Genuinely. I think there are a lot of fears that come up with entrepreneurship like I can't sell or I tried to sell and somebody said no to me or had a terrible client experience or whatever the case is and um, I think if you're really certain on who you are and who it is that you're seeking to become that becomes a learning opportunity rather than detrimental and what's Just the best way to do that in your um, sit with yourself and truly be still and I think uh, I think a lot of people don't take time still and to really try and figure out like I don't know how many people sit down even for an hour to write out who am I who is Jamie Axon who is Catherine Jones and like actually write it out and be very intentional about that. Um, and the crazy thing 
about it, it takes 30 minutes, 30 minutes, and it changes the whole entire world. And so um, to figure out what are the top two or three things that find who you are, and then be very intentional and conscious about filtering every experience and reaction and move from that point forward through that. If I remember that I'm Catherine Jones and I am brave, I make a lot different decisions than if I don't constantly say that for. I wow, that's amazing. Catherine, this has been such a fun interview. I feel like I know you so much better as a person. I think this was so valuable for people that are going to be listening. Now, just before we sign off the episode, I want to make sure that people have a chance yeah. to connect with you and follow along and kind of find out more about what you're doing at CF Design School as well. So where's the best place for people to go to follow along with your journey and also to find out more about what you do? Totally. Um, if you want to follow along the journey, I just am an Instagram lady. Come on over at Automate Academy. Um, that's where I'm on at Instagram. If you're, if you are uh, frustrated with your funnels not converting the way that you want, or you want to learn the skill to help other people, cfdesignschool.com is where you want to be. And of course, you can find me on Facebook and everywhere else, but Instagram and, uh, and probably CF Design School are the best. Yeah. Amazing. Well, listen, thank you so much for the interview. We're going to put those links down in the show notes as well for anybody that's listening. And Catherine, I, I've loved connecting with you. I think you're an amazing person. I love what you're doing. And I would love to stay in touch with you and, and to carry on this, uh, this connection. I'd be, well. I'd be sad if we didn't. I'd be sad yeah. if we didn't. <laughs> I feel like you're awesome. So let's do that. And, you know, let's try and get you back on the podcast in the future. Maybe when we hit one of the next milestones or the big revelations, we can get you back on and talk about some more stuff. I'm all about it. Great. Thanks so much, Catherine. You're welcome. Thank you. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.